name is Raya, and this is Was That Good For You, a podcast all about sex and relationships. We cover everything from kinks to long-distance dating and everything in between. Today's topic is modern love, and today's guest is... Julia Fay. What do you do? I'm a performer. Yeah. I am also a makeup artist, so I do a lot of different forms of art, from mm-hmm. performance to creating characters. I paint, I draw... All the creative things. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And you do like clown stuff, right? Yeah. Can that's... you elaborate a little on that? Because I was just talking to a friend who was like, I met this guy and like he's super cool. And he does, is it clowning? Is that like what you say? Yeah. You say it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, I know someone and him and his girlfriend do clowning. <laughs> I, I'm very interested in it. Uh, it's something I really love. It's definitely my life passion. Okay. Um, I've been doing it for a couple years, like in an official sense. Yeah. I think the more I found out about it, the more I just feel like I've always been doing it without necessarily the lexicon to, to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but it's – clowning is is essentially performance without a fourth wall. Okay. Um, and it's a state of vulnerability and honesty to emotion. Um, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so before we get into the episode, today's word of the day, I thought was very fitting, is polyamory. For anybody who doesn't know, polyamory is the practice of engaging in multiple sexual relationships with the consent of all people involved. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all my, my words of the day usually have nothing to do with the podcast episode. I just try to find really fun, interesting ones that might like be interesting to people. Uh-huh. But once in a while, if one fits really well, and this was this was perfect. Well, I'm curious about that one, actually, because it's specific to sexuality, yeah. which I, uh, I don't know if I agree with that, because I think polyamory... To my, for my understanding and, and experiences come from a place of like amory, which is love. Mm-hmm. So it's like this acknowledgement that you can have love for multiple people. Yeah. Um, which has been really important in my um, just understanding relationships at large. Because, yeah. you know, you can have love for people you're not necessarily with. Yes. Um, be they in the past or you never know them or whatever it is. And in a lot of relationships, you have to kind of conceal that. It's like taboo to have those feelings. A hundred percent. And I think with polyamory, polyamorous relationships it's about being honest about those things yeah whether or not you're sexually involved or how however yeah definitely I was at dinner last night with a friend and we got on the topic of like love and I was kind of saying something along that same sentiment which is just like I feel like not that love isn't like a big deal but I feel like people put so much weight into it and it's like I feel like I fall in love all the time yeah you know like I feel like I'm in love with a lot of people or I feel like I can safely say that I've like been in love and maybe that person and I weren't even in like a committed relationship um but I feel like there's so much weight around like saying I love you or like being in love and it's this big thing and like not that again not that it's not important but I think that it's we need to like take some weight out of it and it can be this thing where it's like it's okay to like love multiple people or to like have love for people or like be able to say I have love for you maybe I'm not in love with you yet but like I feel like the L word, right? It's like such like a big deal. And yeah. it's like, I wish it was less of a big deal. Yeah. Because I want to say it all the time. Like it's like one of those, whenever somebody does something like funny or silly or something that I like find very like endearing, my like thing is I'm always like, ah, I love you. Like I just say it. And so a lot of times I have to like stop myself if I'm like dating someone like early on mm-hmm. and they'll mm-hmm. like do something cute. And my instinct is just because I say it all the time is like, ah, I love you. And I have to like not do that. But I wish that I could. Do you feel like if you say it, it implies also that you want some sort of commitment? Yeah. Like that you're going to oh, freak yeah. them out and they're going to be like, oh my God. Especially specifically, I think with like straight men, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a very scary word. It can also still be weighty, but not have all these like other connotations. Right. Which I think is 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 interesting and goes into like the subject of, of polyamory and non-monogamy 
in that we have this really specific structure of what we think relationships are and how we've been raised. And I think it's really has been really important for me to try to break that down. Yes. So that I can have a relationship where I'm deciding what it is Mm -hmm. um, and not just kind of like plugging myself into this assumed format. Right. So how did you did you grow up like religious at all or like anything like that? Um not necessarily. I grew up like spiritual. Okay. Um I I went to a church pretty regularly that was a non-denominational church. Oh, cool. Um yeah. And let me think. Yeah, my I guess my I don't, I don't feel like religion has really tied into like those specific things. I think it's been more like media and okay. those sorts of uh, educators of what relationships are. Yeah, for sure. So do you feel like yeah. when you were younger, you were more into like the idea of having a very traditional relationship and you had to like teach yourself to not be that way? Oh my God. Yeah. My first boyfriend was when I was three and he gave me a <laughs> ring. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. I love that. I've like essentially been in a form of a romantic relationship since then. Um, Okay. I maybe had like a break from like second to sixth grade. But like, <laughs> it's your longest break. Yeah, my longest. <laughs> found, really found myself. <laughs> Did a lot of soul searching, you know. Yeah. Third grade really pivotal Learned time. Learned math. Yeah. <laughs> and how to love yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely had like this kind of like this string of relationships and um, in high school – very monogamous relationships. Yeah. And and honestly, part of me kind of veering away from word, words like boyfriend and girlfriend and those things now comes a little bit comes from a place of at the time seeing it seeing it as like a way to protect myself from others. Okay. It's like so easy to so much easier to um stop the advances of other people and just like have friends that are just friends if you're like, oh I'm taken. Right. Um and so practicing polyamory has been a journey for me, too, to, like, learn how to not say that um, yeah. and be more honest, like, force myself to be honest when people hit on me to be like, oh, I'm just, like, not interested in you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. that That's so funny because I'm I'm seeing someone now and we're exclusive and we're monogamous, but... I I've always I'm I've always been really traditional in my relationships and I do think that for me I grew up um I went to private Catholic school from three to eighteen, which says a lot about my, <laughs> my career choice now. Um, but it definitely had it ingrained in me that it was like you had to do things like a, one way, mm-hmm. right? And it was like have a boyfriend and have them like court you and then you guys are together and then at a certain point you'll get engaged and then you know what I mean like this whole this very, very yeah. strict kind of way that things should be. Right. And so I've been a serial monogamist as well. Um, and in this relationship, there's definitely been times where I'll be talking to, like, girlfriends and stuff, and they'll be like, so, like, are, is he your boyfriend? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't really care. I don't know. You know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and I ha- I've had a hard time, I guess, explaining why I don't care anymore. But I think it's it, – it's, for me, it's just, like, what – where did that word co- – like, I – I think for me, it's always felt like you're mine now. Once we have this title, you're mine. And Mm -hmm. like it's this kind of possessive thing. And Mm -hmm. not saying that everybody who uses those terms are like in an unhealthy thing or it's possessive. But I think for me specifically, it's been like, cool, now you can't talk to other girls. You know what I mean? It was like this kind of unhealthy thing. Mm -hmm. And so we had to talk about being exclusive. And that's kind of all I needed. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't – like – and I love that. And it's like it doesn't I don't need to put a label on it. And there was even a conversation where he was like, should I be introducing you as my girlfriend? And I was like, I don't really care, to be honest. You can 
call me my name. Like, you can just say, this is Rhea. And, like, that's perfectly fine with me. And I, like, don't need anything more than that. Yeah. Um, Which is new for me to not care about that. It's been so healthy for me to have a relationship like that. Yeah. Where, yeah, you introduce someone as their name. My relationship prior to this one that I'm in now, which I've been in for a couple years, um, we were such an item in other people's, like, minds. Yeah. And it was so, like, every introduction was, like, this is my boyfriend or like person or whatever whatever and it it created a really unhealthy foundation for like I think growth Mm -hmm. um, individually and collectively um, to have your identity wrapped up yeah somebody else yes and harder to walk away too if once you realize maybe it's not working yeah a hundred percent I feel like there are times in relationships that I've been in and other people where they get out of it and they say like I don't know who I am now like Mm -hmm. without this person and that kind of goes back to that, too. It's like your whole identity becomes, like, I am blah, blah, blah's girlfriend. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think, um, and when I think back to, like, high school when I really wanted a relationship like that, I think part of it was seeing older, like, seniors who had that. And it, there's, like, a status to it. Yeah. Like, there's a status to successful coupledom. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. even now, it's goals. Right? right? It's, like, couple goals. It's right. Like a thing. And it's fascinating because a lot of people... I was my relationship in the past got really unhealthy for a while, and um, now when I go back home, I'm from Hawaii and talk to friends who haven't seen me in a while. Mm-hmm. It like it, it's it's really interesting because they thought that same thing of like hashtag couple goals was like Julia, and it's really bizarre because it I felt really trapped by those things yeah. and by those labels and these like assumptions yeah. and um you know relationships can can have ebbs and flows in a way that I think is so important to acknowledge. Yeah. Um, I, I'm currently practicing monogamy. Okay. And it has been, uh, I think it's been a really interesting experience. Uh, it's something that I told my partner a couple months ago um, that I was going to start practicing monogamy for like my own experience. Okay. And um, it, it, I think because I was able to step away from that idea for so long, now I'm, I feel confident in like building the blocks of relationship that I want yeah. and less insecure and in my head about like, oh, what does this mean? And like, yeah. where's this going? And, and and all these thoughts that whirl around. Right. So did you guys start off non-monogamous? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then you decided at one point that you wanted to be monogamous. Um, I think f- on my end, I do for now. Okay. Um, and I think that that's the framing of it has been important for me. Mm-hmm. I was on, I was out with a gal that I w- was dating and I realized that I wasn't like being honest with like my mind and my body and that like I was continuing to practice polyamory when I think it yeah it just really wasn't where I was at anymore okay in that in that moment in time yeah yeah and I think framing it in a way of like I know I'm practicing it for me and I told my partner that and not it's not like really an agreement between us right has been also important because it doesn't I don't have like this panic of like if I change my mind or if things change or vice versa um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really beautiful that he let it the decision be up to you. And it wasn't like a at this point we have to be monogamous or like mm. I'm insecure and so we have to be monogamous because yeah. that, that's such a one-sided thing. Like I'm insecure so you cannot do this anymore. Yeah. And it was more of just like you you made the decision yourself. Yeah. Which I think is really nice. Which are so needed and I'm so grateful for him over like the past couple of years of just in general like being supportive of anything I really need to do and being like up for all the communication right. and, and stuff that that requires, which can be frustrating and complicated. Yeah. Um, and I really, 
I really appreciate it because I don't think I would have gotten to a point where I feel this comfortable in a relationship had I not had that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I was, I don't, I don't even know where it was, but I stumbled upon this like skit on like YouTube or something and it was about polyamory. <laughs> and it's funny because, um, I've always been in monogamous relationships and I am in one now. It's not even happening, but even talking about my need for it at some point, like it never ceases to amaze me that the the people that come at me very like shocked or ju- judgmental and and mm. I I get this I say this all the time on the podcast but like sometimes I feel like I have to take myself out of the bubble that we live in which is LA which is like everybody's like creative and like open and like cool <laughs> and or at least that's like what you think you know what I mean like sometimes I'm like I'll read a statistic and it's so shocking to me but I have to remember that there's like middle America exists oh, and yeah. it's like I'm like wait yeah. everybody's like not like you know what I mean doing these same things I'm doing or it has the same thoughts um but even here, I get hit all the time with like, oh, well, like, and, and that was the point of the skit. The girl was like, oh, that girl over there is really cute. And her friends were like, aren't you like still dating blah, blah, blah? And she was like, yeah, but we're open. And the, the girl was like, oh, man, well, I could never do that. And the girl hit back and she was like, well, nobody asked you. And I was like, oh, yeah. I wish I could say that every time. Because I get hit wonderful. with that all the time. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I really want to be like open at some point and like maybe in this way and in this way. And I always get hit with like, I could never do. And it instantly just like they're not even doing it in a mean way. Right. Or they don't even realize their yeah. experience or opinions. Right. And I, yeah. it always like makes me feel a little bit like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I love that she like hit her back with like, well, nobody asked you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it ha- it's, yeah, it's one of those things too that I think I, I have seen couples go from being, um, open to monogamous or vice versa or whatever. And I feel like an issue a lot of the times I see them run into is they feel like once they've made a decision, they have to stick to mm-hmm. it. Um, like I said, on either side, like right. they'll be monogamous, they'll decide to be open and then like, maybe they don't like it, but now they feel like stuck and it's mm-hmm. like, there's nothing wrong with trying it and then not liking it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a beautiful perspective and I think important for people to grab onto. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's like a lot, like what I've seen the most in terms of it not working is because people like are like, well, we're in this now, I guess we're, this is my life. Right. I mean, they're honestly, this, I've only been practicing monogamy for a couple of months, but there've already been conversations of being like is this right? Right. Because of, honestly, because LA is so complicated and like everyone is so busy and it's hard to like get all your needs and see someone regularly. A hundred percent. And there's a lot of like realisticness to to, like taking the weight off of one person to have to fulfill a lot of your needs when you can maybe only see them like once a week or whatever. Right. And that might not be enough for some people. Yeah. Um, And so I think that's also why there's this like leaning trend towards non-monogamy in in places like LA. Because like, what you're just like not going to be with someone at all if you like can only see them once a week but you you need romantic cuddling or whatever you do need a couple times and you right. know that about yourself but that's such an interesting perspective i feel like that could be even like related to like love languages mm, like yeah. maybe somebody really really fulfills like one aspect of like your love language but not another and like mm-hmm. maybe it's not the worst thing to have like other people that can like fulfill all of those things yeah we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll jump back into that but yeah, I, I guess I've never thought about it that way, of, about like this person gives me, you know, I need A through F and this person gives me A, a through D mm-hmm. and I need somebody else to give me like E and F. Yeah, I, I think that's been part of my um, voyage into mm-hmm. it is I've been in the kink community for, I want to say like nine or so years. Okay. And so it's also important. I, I know that about myself. and I know I have certain needs that maybe a partner might not be interested in. Okay. 
Um, I'm also pansexual and I like love the company of both women and have liked the company of men more and more yeah. these days. Um, and so there are there are like elements of that that right. I think are really important and and also just like also conversational topics and this that the other. I know a lot of people that practice monogamy monogamous relationships don't have a lot of male friends. A lot of women don't have won't have end up won't have what they <laughs> <laughs> a lot of women who practice monogamous relationships I've noticed often don't end up having a lot of other male friends. Yeah. Um so that's back to like fulfilling needs that aren't necessarily sexual yeah, as well. Absolutely. Um and being able to like be okay nurturing those those loves and relationships uh, so you can get other things out of them. Right. Do you feel like um, non-monogamy is more, I don't necessarily want to say important, but um, I'll use it because I can't think of another word, for queer people because you might feel like you need to like explore certain parts of your sexuality more? Um, I I would be so interested in seeing a statistic on it. I think from my experience, I come across both. I come across a lot of my friends that are queer are absolutely hardcore monogamous. Yeah. Um, very much so. And then I come across some that aren't and are more open to okay. other ideas. Okay. Because I feel like I've met some women who, specifically when like a, in my experience, when a woman wants to open up a relationship, a lot of times I've noticed it's because she wants to explore her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I hate this, usually the man is okay with that because... I don't know, because lesbianism is so fetishized. So they're like, yeah, I guess it's cool, but only if you're fucking women, which I hate, and that, that can be a whole other topic. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I've noticed so much that it's, like, this need to, like, explore mm-hmm. that kind of is the catalyst for opening up relationships. And even with me, I think, or I don't think, I actually don't know, but I wonder if I wasn't, because I am pansexual as well, if I, if I was straight, if I would still have that need right. to, like... Yeah. Open myself up to the world more. Yeah. Um, I would I would love to see a statistic, too. I don't know if that exists, but it's, it would be really, really interesting. I think it's relevant. And I think also, like, that goes into, like, kink natures. Like, I, I'm a switch. And so I think – and I tend to top with women and bottom with men. And okay. so I think there's also an element of, like, there's just not just gender roles, but, like, an aspect of how I express my sexuality yeah. that will, like – that I want to express. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah. shifts and is different. Absolutely. Um, and so having the option to have that is important. And even now that I'm practicing monogamy, I feel because I've had such amazing communication with my partner, I feel comfortable in that like if I have those needs and they become a priority in my life at some point again or whatever, that I could open that up. And you feel comfortable that you could. Yeah, I do. Um, I think I was telling my roommate that I was, uh, she was asking me about this idea of mine of practicing monogamy. And I was like, well, it's like my version of monogamy, which yeah. <laughs> made her laugh a lot. But it's like, because I do think that's the important thing about it. Yeah. Is like, and that was what's been so beautiful about stepping away from it is now kind of like not even stepping back into it, just like starting to use these words that society uses at large to communicate where I'm at feels less daunting in this way of me like subscribing to a religion. Right. Yeah, absolutely. On that note, I feel like I've had this, like, I've been grappling lately with this, and I don't know if I'm just, like, in a pessimistic mood or whatever lately, but I've been grappling with this idea of, like, are we, like, meant to be with someone forever, for quote-unquote forever, mm-hmm. right? Or, like, are we, yeah, are we meant to be with one person for for the rest of our lives? And if not, how do we combat that while also, like, fulfilling this, like, I think very human need 
to have like a partner in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been something I've like very, very much struggled with. I think growing up again, going back to like the way that I was raised or whatever or society, um, I always was just like, I believed in like a soulmate and like, you're going to find your one person and then you guys are going to be together forever and things are going to be perfect because that person's made for you. And like, fuck, that's a lot of pressure yeah. <laughs> to like put on a relationship because then you go into every relationship thinking that that is your forever person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it puts so much pressure on it versus I feel like with what you're practicing, it's like we're going to do this now because this feels right for both of us and makes us, you know, feeds us. Mm-hmm. And maybe in f- three years or three months, something different will feed us. And I feel like that's going to make your relationship, la- like any relationship last so much longer. Yeah. Because it, you're you're allowing each other to change and you're allowing your wants and needs to change mm-hmm. without necessarily needing like that person to be out of your life versus in like a very strict monogamous relationship. It's like your needs change and like usually your first thing is like, well, now we have to break up because my needs have changed or because I'm finding myself attracted to other people or because we were sexually compatible and now I kind of want to try to do something else and you're not into that. And if there was, if it was more of like an open thing of like, well, Let's just pivot the relationship and change the relationship versus feeling like we have to end it and try a new relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like things might last longer. Yeah, I, I've felt that. I had that same kind of stigma about relationships and the one and like this like forever feeling, yes. which I would like carry into my relationships with such gravitas. And yes. Just like, this is it. <laughs> um, and I, the way that I met was through clown Mm -hmm. and simultaneously as I got to know him there was like this lesson I was learning with acting and with in general with acting and with performance that nothing is precious Um, and that applies to acting in the sense of like your ideas or or even the words that you're saying like you can't be beholden to what they might mean because when in the moment that you're actually acting you have to be so aware and responsive to the reality of the moment okay um and so in turn I've kind of transposed those ideas into my relationship and not treating anything like it's precious um, it's wonderful and beautiful, but it's not this thing I have to cradle. It's not going to break. It's not ceramic. Like we are human beings that yeah. live in this like tremendous universe together. Yeah, and we can kind of make it whatever we want it to be. Yeah, yeah. That's one like my biggest. I feel like theme of the podcast is like there are no rules mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, which, which is, is so cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing. <laughs> like every single relationship, and even I think especially every open relationship or polyamorous relationship is so different and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people who don't aren't super educated on it or don't have any experience in it like they hear one story about one open or polyamorous relationship or whatever and they think that that's what that definition is and every single person I know who is in a non-traditional relationship is it's like this is like the dumbest way to say it but like they're snowflakes like every single one is completely different whether that's you know are we have like this rule or uh, I I only do this and like he does that or like whatever the case is it's like every single one is completely different mm-hmm. and I think that lends itself to this idea of like especially people who are open to being in nutritional relationships you understand that there are no rules and like we're making this kind of up as we go along yeah yeah because if you start I think that's the coolest part you go in with this like communication level and if in other relationships I've had that are more traditional so to speak you're both agreeing to what you think this other person already agrees with. Yeah. Like you think there's these invisible rules that they also believe that yes. too without ever talking about it, which leads to so much drama. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really cool that we live in a world now where it's like 
communication is so important and I know builds whatever you want to build and yeah the relationship I'm in now is like healthier and more communicative and more less pressure than anything I've ever been in because I have finally like I'm starting to learn to like let go of those traditional things Mm -hmm. like a lot of times people find it weird that we don't we're like a you know whatever you want to call it official exclusive boyfriend and girlfriend but we don't like talk all day we see each other maybe twice a week or three times a week and it's like I'm sure that there's going to be times when we see each other four or five times in a row in a day or I like won't leave his apartment or whatever but like I feel like I used to be in this place where it was like you're my boyfriend so we have to talk every day and we like if we're both free we have to see each other because why wouldn't you want to see me like come you know what Mm -hmm. I mean it came to this like insecure thing Mm -hmm. and now it's like yeah, I have nothing to do, and, like, I still don't want to see you, and that doesn't mean that I don't care about you or, like, have love for you, yeah. but, like, I am my own person, and that's okay, <laughs> and he's helped me a lot with that because it was, like, since the beginning, like, I'd be, like, hey, want to hang out, or he'd be, like, I'd be, like, what are you doing tonight? He'd be, like, oh, I'm, like, nothing, and I'd be, like, want to hang out, and he'd be, like, no, like, he wouldn't say in a mean way, but he'd be, like, I just, like, need to, like, be by myself tonight, and I had to, like, at first, I was, like, that's okay, yeah, that's fine, and now it's, like, very refreshing Mm -hmm. that there's not that that pressure again of, like, we have to subscribe to the way that, like, our other relationships have been or the way that, like, society has taught our relationships to be. We're two singular people Mm -hmm. who, like, choose to spend more time together than I guess we do with other people in our lives, and, like, that's it, that's that's enough. That kind of, yeah, yeah, it is, and that kind of stuff has that kind of honesty makes me so much less insecure. Yeah. Oh like my it, god. Knowing yeah. that they will say like no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they want to makes me way less like anxious of like, oh my God, is this like just because I'm supposed to be here? Right. Or, like exactly. am I only invited to this because like I'm the person that has to get invited to this? Yes. Or, like, and we had that conversation too where he uh, in the beginning, he kind of, like, apologized for that. He's like, I'm sorry, like, I'm very singular, and I just, like, kind of need my, as he calls it, time. And <laughs> I was like, I would so much rather us not be hanging out than us hanging out and me feeling like you just really, really want to be alone. That's, like, so much worse yeah. than to be, like, around somebody that you know doesn't super want to be around you in yeah. that moment. Um, so, yeah, that's been interesting. And then on, also on, like, the open side, he, he knows um, – mostly because everybody knows everything about me because of this podcast, um, <laughs> that I am, it's very important to me that at one point in my life I do explore polyamory um, mm-hmm. or, again, some kind of, like, open relationship, whatever that ends up being with that person. And it doesn't even need to be, like, an immediate, like, now we're, now we, now, start getting other people, <laughs> go. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. maybe we, like, start off, because it's still new to me, too. I mean, I'm more educated and open on it but it's still going to be like a very new thing for me too and I think it's like let's explore little aspects of it like we can pull things from other people we know that have done it like flirting with other people at a party like let's see how that feels you know what I mean or like threesomes like let's see how that feels and like kind of dipping your toes in the water of like one of the most I've like said this in the past before on the podcast before but one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard when it comes to this these types of relationships was a friend of mine was like it is so amazing watching your partner be wanted and loved by another person it's so true and it, that to me <laughs> is so enlightened like that's such like an enlightened way to think because I feel like for so long women especially have been taught that you have to like again have this like possessive control over your partner like men if you don't you know if you're not watching them all the time they're gonna go and do something and you like you have to just like control them mm-hmm. um but I love I love that for her it was like letting go of that control and like knowing that they can be wanted and want someone else and that doesn't take away from your worth 
yeah at all it doesn't Mm -hmm. take away from how they feel about you at all i think there's a stigma about like if he wants if he loves me a hundred percent and then at one point he like is attracted to this girl that notches down the percentage that he loves me but like those two things are not mutually exclusive yeah um and again it's been something that's been like very hard for me to like grapple with doing myself um but still very important for me it's honestly been so important for me to figure out how I feel about my person is being with other people and being accepted for that yeah has been so important to me oh I'm sure that's been like the biggest turn on ever is in have been moments where I like say what's going on with me and someone else and he's been like extremely supportive and still wants to like get down with me and I'm like it's so it's so amazing and it's also been really important to me and like knowing how much I really do want to be with him yeah and like it took a long time of seeing other people to be like yeah honestly like I prefer to spend all the free time I have with this person right now because I don't have a lot of it and I don't think I would feel that way had I not been with other people and had that happen um which sometimes can make me insecure in the sense of like if my partner isn't practicing polyamory I'll, I can get really like in my head about that too of like are you sure or are you just like doing this thing that everyone's doing right um, or are they doing it just because you want to and not because mm-hmm. they're actually fine with it but like it's less bad than the idea of them losing you right and I have to just like trust that like that's their business and hopefully they're taking care of themselves and in the other ways that I know them I can say that they are and right. so it's like and I guess that too comes down to like just being super open and communicative and being able to have those conversations if there comes a time when the person isn't comfortable with something mm-hmm. or, or whatever that is versus them just like holding it in and hating what's going on but like whatever because yeah. eventually it's going to blow up either way I guess. <laughs> right yeah and I don't know I found that like imagination things are so much worse um the f- <laughs> oh yeah the first time I've ever do you, do you know what compersion is no so compersion is the feeling that like you know, like when you're at dinner with your best friend and they're telling you about like their new person and mm-hmm. they're like so giddy and excited and like in turn because you love them so much, you get really giddy yes. and excited too. Yes. So that's compersion where okay. you like can feel like that excitement and love and flirtatiousness kind of through someone else okay. and are happy for them. Yes, yes, yes. And it's something that like more commonly is like restricted to friendships. Yeah. But in polyamorous relationships, it's there too. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I remember before with my last partner, before – because we were we were monogamous and then opened up our relationship, and I was so in my head and so nervous that I would get jealous mm-hmm. or like you know who knows I would just like didn't know what was gonna happen yeah when they started seeing other people and I experienced compersion, which was like such a huge relief and yeah. so exciting and wonderful yeah um, and it also in turn became clear to me because they didn't experience that that like we were on very different pages of like of like they wanted to be monogamous and weren't and I wanted to be polyamorous and like that that was like one of the give it, giveaways of that is yeah. um is that compersion feeling that I experienced and there are certain things that I haven't done with my partner now that I'm like almost want to do to like fi- to like figure out how that feels like right. we haven't had a threesome as of yet yeah. and like there's this like sometimes this I know I love threesomes so I'm like super excited uh-huh. but also there's a part of me that's like oh what if I freak out if I see them with someone else mm-hmm. or like what's going to happen and I almost want to like get that 
out of the way. Like, do it. Yeah. Get that out of the way. Yeah, like, right. Imaginations can be so much worse than anything else. Oh yeah, I feel like if I if I'm insecure about something and I don't talk about it with my partner, it will burn down this whole city, and I make it so much worse than it absolutely is every single time. And then we talk about it. I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. That's like not near as bad as I thought. Um, and that's like an I think an interesting take on threesomes. It's like <laughs> if you're interested in it, but you're scared, like maybe you just have to. Yeah, dive just in. rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, for sure. Cause, and then again, it's like, I think people also are like, well, what if we can't come back? Like, that doesn't mean, if you can't come back from it, then maybe the relationship wasn't that strong. You right. know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, you should be able to, if you want to, explore something like that and understand that if it's like not for one of you or both of you, that you can just go back to the way things were. Right, and yeah. And that's fine. And like, have, and know more about what you want too. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of making assumptions. Yeah, I, I, this is so terrible. But a guy, a guy friend of mine once who really loves threesomes was like, it, uh, oh, like, girls like don't like threesomes, and I was like, what? That's crazy. Like, I, that's ridiculous. And he was like, well, sixty percent of the threesomes I've had, one of the girls ends up in the bathroom crying. Oh my god! I know that sounds awful. I know, and I'm like, don't tell that to people. <gasps> That's a terrifying thing <sighs> to say. And I, and I, and I, I'm asking. I'm like, why? Like, why is that happening? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like a trigger or whatever the case is. But he's like, sh- he's like, eight in- an insane amount of threesomes I've had have ended in one person crying. I wonder if that speaks to like their ability to read the room and like know who needs attention at what point yeah and that that too is so interesting when it comes to threesomes is I've talked to a lot of girlfriends who are like slightly interested in the idea but they're like what if I'm like not getting enough attention like how much attention are you supposed to give your like primary partner like you know what I mean there's like it's it's tricky I think it yeah it comes down to a serious amount of communication yeah um yeah I had a couple that I would hook up with that I've recently decided maybe not again because okay. I am super attracted to the woman and I from what I can tell now I'm pretty sure they're straight and they're just doing it for their partner okay and I can kind of pick up on that vibe okay and I so I wonder also if that has to do with like that statistic of like women who aren't really doing it for the mutual but like wanting both people right and thus it's like harder to really please you if you only want attention from one of the one person that's there right um then it's just one person having sex with two people. And right. Not exactly. <laughs> That's like, I feel like they're two di- very different things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still very interesting. So, how do you feel like technology plays a part in this kind of like new, what, new, I guess, I don't know how to explain it, but just like this new like pivot of relationships where people are like opening themselves up to, to new rules and new ideas of what a relationship is? I think. In some, in, I think in a lot of really good ways. I mean, I know for me, I started exploring kink and polyamory first on forums online. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and like learning so much from asking questions and like reading so much and mm-hmm. having like long distance friendships with like mentors that are in that yeah. world that can answer a lot of questions of mine and I love that and what have you. Yeah, so I think that's been like I, I wonder if before internet how I would have gone about it. Like what right. I just like who would you have talked to about it? You can just like walk down the street and be like, so do you like the things that I like? <laughs> let's talk about that together. Yeah. And yeah, that makes me really sad because one of the things obviously I get a lot of people who watch the podcast who are like, I'm super into this. And it's, like, not, like, again, we don't, like, king shimmer on here, but it's, like, a quote-unquote, like, weird thing. Like, mm-hmm. a very weird thing or whatever. And it's, like, I love that that person – one thing I love – the internet is equal parts amazing and terrifying. But one amazing thing about it is that there is something for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could, like, 
almost anything and you will find a community of people who yeah. also like that thing yeah. and, and not even that you need like those people to participate in it with you but sometimes just knowing that other people like are into that stuff mm-hmm. is like makes you feel a little bit less alone in the world yeah i think yeah um and then also with um i think threesome specifically but like anybody who's like going out and trying to like explore new types of relationships it's so much easier now with dating apps and people love to like dog on dating apps and like whatever tinders like you know gross and all Mm -hmm. this stuff Mm -hmm. and dating apps again can be very scary but it's like I've I've seen so many people who were like oh I'm on here with my girlfriend I'm on here with my boyfriend and it's like it's so much easier now I had somebody call or uh write in recently and they were like my husband and I've been together since we were 16 and we're both like 40 now and we want to open it up and like have start having threesomes like what the fuck do I do and this person is like very far removed from modern dating because they've been with the same person you know what I mean right. since like the 80s or 90s or whatever and it's like they have no sense of like what a dating you know what I mean yeah and and my advice to them was like it's so much easier than you think it is because her issue was like it's gonna be so hard to like find people and I'm like no dude you're get ready get (laughs) ready for how actually easy it's gonna be um, even on dating apps, like, and we've talked about this app a lot on the podcast, but Raya or Raya, however you pronounce it, um, which is like an exclusive dating app. You have to be like, a, you have to be accepted and it's very, mm-hmm. very um, bougie. But um, I've seen people on there who are pretty big in terms of like being like a celebrity or whatever. And they'll say in their bio, like, if you Google me, you will see I'm married. Like, it's fine. Like, we're doing this together. And stuff like that. And I'm like, I love that. I love the honesty of that. I love yeah. like cutting through the bullshit really quick. I think that's really important, especially when you're just trying to like explore something and yeah. you don't want to spend like so much time courting somebody. Yes. Um, there's an app called Fields. I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't. Um, it used to be called Thrinder, I think. Okay. Which was like a three take on like threesome Tinder. Yes. And then they had to change it a couple years ago because of copyright issues. Yeah. And now it's called Field, F-E-E-L-D. Okay. Um, and... That's been super interesting to me. I like because people the profiles are so specific and quick and like just honest and it's so relieving to be like my desires are like breathplate impact and like female, female, male or whatever it is. And you can immediately be like, okay, cool, we're compatible or we're not. And like you're just like people are really honest. They're straightforward. I love that. Yeah. It's such a relief and so amazing. Yeah. And also it's so I love that things like that exist because of safety too. Mm -hmm. Like even 10 years ago you maybe had to go on like Craigslist for that and it's like a lot more seedy and like you can't see the person and like there are people on there who are like trying to take advantage or whatever and Mm -hmm. now it's like because it's so open and because there are entire apps and forums and stuff for it it's like you feel less bad doing that stuff and like and less safe you know what I mean it's like oh okay we're all we're all doing it it's fine yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) I think that's like a big thing too for anybody wanting to explore it it's like it's more common than you think it is I think the more I have talked about like my needs and wants and in relationships or like in kink or whatever that is, the more I realize like how much more common it is. Yeah. And I think that has to do with like us being in a world where we have the Internet and all these communications yeah. is and because it's also the Internet and things like Instagram have opened up this like general thing of, of ex- self-expression. Yeah. I know when I was in high school, I was like one of very few people who took pictures of things. Okay. And now that is like literally every high schooler. Oh, yeah. Which is so crazy to think about because at one point expressing yourself at all, like with even like a little bit of like a blurb, if you were to like, 
have a picture of you and a blurb, like, you would be an artist. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Or if you took regular pictures, you were a photographer. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were a blogger. Right, or you were, like, this special <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now it's, like, everybody is into self-expression and, yeah. like, which also goes into, like, introspection and then figuring out what you want and, like, what makes you click and... Uh, I bet you that has a lot to do with it, with people being more open to being like, hey, I want this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the fact it's it's so crazy you saying that because just the fact that we like put so much of ourselves online is has to like correlate to like us being more open about like sexuality and like relationships and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because like think about I think about like how scared I was of the Internet when it was like first getting big and you would like use a different name or like you have to be really careful about who you meet on the Internet. And now it's like I have a million Internet friends and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's get coffee. And I like don't even think about <laughs> it being like a weird, scary thing. But, like it used to be so scary to put any like don't put any personal information on the Internet. And yeah. now like everybody knows everything about about me and I love that kind of love that like you know what I mean like people will send me people I don't know will send me something be like this is so you and I'm like you know what that is so me you're oh, right like yeah. you know what I mean yeah so that is really nice and I do think that that I'm sure that that lends itself to people being more open in every aspect um whether that's relationship or otherwise mm -hmm. yeah. yeah on that note I think we can end it thank you so much for being on this 42 minutes went by very fast yeah I'm so, yeah thank you for having me it was a pleasure I'm surprised yeah. that it's already over I know if you enjoyed this episode please leave it a good rating um, write me a few words it really means a lot if you're watching on YouTube like this video and subscribe for more if you guys want to call in and tell us a story or ask an advice question or give me a topic you want to hear in the future uh, you can call me at 424-245-5102 leave me a voicemail if you're not comfortable leaving a voice well, you can also email me at WTGFYpodcast, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.